0: Welcome to episode 127 of the Startup Show today. I'm here with the CEO and co-founder of Data Crushes, James Oppenheim, and we are talking about inspiration for entrepreneurship. Obviously, we talk about data crushes, but we talk about a very important aspect of life, which is called the work-life balance. Make sure to stay tuned. Welcome everybody to episode 127 of the Startup Show. Today we are here back in Israel where everything started, all of this vlogging, these videos, they started all here in Israel, and I'm very excited to be back here and make local interviews with some promising startups. So today I have James. James, welcome to the show. Good to meet you, sir. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to have you here. As usual on my Startup Show, the first thing we do based on investors, what they want to know is we want to hear who you are. So. The floor is yours. Give oh, us wow. an introduction.
1: Wow, a lot of pressure. How, <laughs> could, how could one really communicate who we really are inside? Yep. My name is James Oppenheim. I'm originally from New York, Plainview, Long Island. Made Aliyah many years ago to Israel. Yes. Married, have a bunch of kids. Actually, the actual number is Nine for those of you keeping score at home. (laughs) And been in online monetization strategies for years, uh, high tech for a lot of time here in Israel, and a lot of different iterations in online publishing, in ad tech and so forth. My passion is to build great companies that have a global impact using the technologies that we know well with my partners and my friends to make an impact in the world and create businesses that give tools to folks globally that could impact their daily lives
0: cool so when you look at you know as your kind of like inspiration for entrepreneurship what what drives you to like really you know do this building a business by yourself versus like working for a corporate
1: first of all there's add which is (laughs) a very powerful influence on my life secondly when many years ago when i ran jpost.com i i used to run all of digital for the jerusalem post and i was highly inspired by a small startup that had probably a few hundred employees at the time, called Google. And um, I had seen how difficult it was when so far away from a market in the U.S. when most of the traffic was from the U.S., but all of the content generation was here in Israel. And I saw how Google, by working together with them, was able to give us the tools to become a global brand. And through their AdSense product, which was a, a revolutionary move inside of online monetization, I learned how it doesn't matter where your company is, the most important thing is the kind of partnerships that you have. Mm-hmm. And when building big businesses, it's, it's a global view today. That was my first view that I saw that, that Israel is, on the one hand, is in the center of a ton of technology, right. but on the other hand, is connected internationally. Cool. And that was, that was very influential to me.
0: Your latest venture is Data
1: Crushers. Yes. Give us a short introduction so we're all on the same page and we know what you do. Okay, so Data Crushers, I'm CEO and co-founder of Data yes. Crushers, uh, together with my partner Jonathan Schlaer, who's CTO, and Jeff Tower, who is uh, Chief Revenue Officer. Mm-hmm. Data Crushers has actually two stories. There's a big picture, and there's a very big picture. Um, What we were able to do, after Jonathan and I, we had a company that was acquired a few years back in the area Mm -hmm. of ad tech. We took a step back and looked at the technologies that we know well, machine learning, artificial intelligence, natural language processing and so forth, and we thought, how could we apply these technologies at massive scale? And we got into the area of e-commerce. We entered through cart abandonment, solutions where somebody places something into a shopping cart Mm -hmm. and leaves never to come back and make a purchase. And we saw how that entire process of abandonment was bad for the individual website. This is the big picture story. Sites, if you're spending a dollar for a click, then two or three dollars are wasted as a result of abandonment. Then we expanded the business to a very big story where we look at cart search and browse abandonment, Mm -hmm. and be able to calculate the value of how much of a hemorrhage that is in the world of e-commerce together with our mentors in the Citibank Accelerator program. We're in the Citibank Accelerator program, also in, in Visa Studio. We were able to determine the size of the problem of abandonment as $20 trillion in 2017. It's a monster. It's a massive mm-hmm. problem. So on the, the big picture is how we're able to work with e-commerce companies to improve their metrics. We're able to boost revenues up to 40%. But the very big picture, and this is why we're interesting to companies like like Citibank and Visa and, and others, from an industry perspective that is a, a massive material Uh, impact the fact that there is so much abandonment going on in uh, online and especially in mobile devices that they're searching actively for technologies like data crushers that are able to work at massive scale using any technology platform uh, in any currency and in any language on the fly. And the industry and e-commerce kind of where e-commerce and fintech meet, Mm -hmm. that is exactly where we positioned Data Crushers to be part of massive solutions to chronic uh, problems on the internet. Very cool. So, you know, what
0: I like to do on the startup show is, like, give me an example of a couple of, let's say, your uh, customers that you have. I saw online you have a bunch of customers that are happy customers. And maybe you can run down. Oh, they're delighted. (laughs) (laughs) Delighted. How they are actually using your product to, you know, increase sales or...
1: Sure. Kind of like um, guys. Well, one of the things that's cool about what we did in Data Crushers, which is a big competitive advantage for us. Most competitors in the market require what they call um, integrations. They take a lot of time and a lot of heavy lifting on the part of the client. There, I've seen on certain websites where that are in the space of, of revenue generation and revenue discovery that they get started lightning fast in 45 days. Well, for us, It's just a simple, remember we were talking about Google before and it was so inspiring to me. One of the things that Google did that was cool is you place the code and make money. Place code, make money. And that was our inspiration. So rather than require uh, integrations and and configuration, with us it's placing code and within a few days the site makes money. So the, the general use case that we have is we love the bigger the site, and the more complicated the site, the better, because those are the kind of sites that don't have out of the box solutions that they've ever been able to work with. Right. So we're very hot in travel, in tickets, in various languages uh, that, we, that we support. Like I said, we're language agnostic and any, any platform in currency. Yeah. So the typical use case would be we, we begin to work with the site whether it is a warm intro from a company that's in the fintech space or baked into a fintech solution. And after placing code within just a few minutes, very simple, if anybody out there in TV land has ever used Google Analytics, you know how simple it is to place this code. And then we are able to begin to detect the nuances of the site through the user, the actual site user, customers, through the products that are on the site Mm -hmm. and the site themselves, then our tools, what we call crushers. There's data on one side, on the analytics, and then crushers on the other other side side. of the tools, and that's how we
0: bring it together. So when you look at the data that you have, I guess you aggregate a ton of data. Um, There is so much data, (laughs) Cedric, that's floating around there.
1: One of the keys, you know, Steve Jobs said something, well, he said a lot of things that were interesting. One of the things that he said was so interesting is the toughest part of his job is to say no because there's so many things to do. And part of the genius of what uh, Dr. Schler built inside the systems is to be able to discern what is the noise and what is the important data. In the parlance of our times, it's called actionable data. What is the data that's usable? And we focus like a laser on that to make it dead simple for all of our clients. So when you, again, when you look at the data, what
0: are, let's say, the biggest or the most common reasons why people, let's say, don't you know follow through all the way through the for Look, the there are tons
1: of reasons. It's not just the data that we see, but this problem of cart, browse, and search abandonment has been endemic to the net from the very, virtually from the very beginning. Yes. And the reasons why people are not converting uh, in, in the cell it's myriad reasons why. Everything from the boss walked in to internet connect- connectivity issues to seeing the cost of shipping prices and so forth. There are so many reasons why Um, The important thing, though, is to be able to have the technologies that measure Mm -hmm. intent, meaning when somebody is placing something into a cart, when somebody is on a site engaging by browsing, when somebody is searching inside of a site, that is the most important in-market activity because they are engaging with intent intent to buy. That's the name of the game. And if you look at the industry from a 10,000 foot level, you see how it's not just the individual sites that are suffering from this hemorrhage of abandonment. It's really the the infrastructure of the internet, merchant acquirers, the credit card processors, any place along the spectrum where you see any folks who are making money transactionally, Mm -hmm. they are the ones who have a strategic interest in working towards solving this problem and generating more money for them, for their clients and for themselves. Sure.
0: So, you know, I want to shift like the conversation a little bit more into your experience with, let's say, Visa Studio and Citibank Accelerator. Maybe you can share with the fellow entrepreneurs out there a little bit, like what you went through and how you enjoyed that process.
1: Well, enjoying the process <laughs> of getting in is is is. Uh, that you must be a marketing person because <laughs> it's all in the positioning. The process of getting into these accelerated programs is rigorous. Yes. There's no doubt about that. It requires a lot of preparation, mm-hmm. of foresight, of understanding what business you yourself are in. And to any entrepreneurs who are listening, that's one of the biggest challenges of any company to really deeply understand what business you're in. Most of the companies that uh, apply for these programs, and we're fortunate to be accepted into both, which is quite unique. Most of the companies that apply don't get in, but I highly, highly recommend all of the efforts around being part of accelerator programs mm-hmm. like Citibank and Visa. It gives a global view for entrepreneurs and, and, and for startups it is, is priceless. Yep. Look, Citibank has 200,000 employees in 160 countries. Uh, The team here is beyond exceptional Mm. in connecting us with mentors who opened up our world and are able to give us a leg up on the competition and identify those technologies like data crushers that have the potential to be pivotal on a global stage.
0: When you look at, let's say, the ecosystem here in Israel, um, I'm not sure if you can compare it to any other ecosystem, startup ecosystem around the world. Israel is a very unique place um, and I got a little bit an insight into Switzerland now, but maybe you can share with us a little bit the experience and, and the vibe and the atmosphere you get from the local ecosystem.
1: Here. Oh, that's a great question. And the reason why it is, is because the startup scene in Israel, and it's a, a scene that I've been in for a while, is like what you say, it is like no other in the world. That's not a value judgment, better or worse. It's different. And I think that part of what makes building an Israeli tech company so, so particular, if you've read Startup Nation, i, I read if, parts if, of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the ADD kicked in, right? Uh, I highly recommend it. The, the people here are really what makes it different. Like, you know, investors always say that the technology is important or the business model or exit strategy and so forth. But at the end, it's the people. And there's an integrity that I have seen, and I've traveled a lot around the world. There's a passion here to get the job done, that there's an identifying, there's the mountain that we're going to conquer, and we are going to do it. Come hello high water, we are going to make this happen. And and it's interesting, look, it's no secret in the political sphere that Israel has controversy surrounding Mm -hmm. it or or some uh, efforts of BDS and so forth. I'm telling you on technology, what I love so much about it, it is not who whose idea, it's the best idea. And when Israel is able to compete on a level playing field in a meritocracy, that is when this place shines. I have been in investor meetings, client meetings, strategic partnerships, you name it. And the moment you mention that you're R and D facility is in Israel. It is a strategic advantage. It's right. a competitive advantage because the perception around the world of people who know, once we're relevant, the the digerati, I guess you could say, are able to, to isolate the fact that Israeli technology and the culture and the and the vibe here to to build companies that are that are built to win and to build them with joy. There's nothing like it. Right.
0: Right. So, so the last question I like to ask uh, before we go into the next section is about trends in e-commerce. I mean, I'm sure you see everything that is going on around the world in different uh, verticals. Do you see like anything specific? Um, One buzzword voice. How do you see like let's say trends in in the e-commerce?
1: Well, e-commerce is is different than other areas of technology because e-commerce is based in merchandising. They're, They're usually not technology companies, they're merchandising companies, they're sales companies, they're they're marketing companies. And what you're seeing today is a transference of old school way of doing business, not online business, offline with a a massive movement to, to online. I don't want to get into the details of very forward thinking technologies because in, on a certain level, e-commerce is not as cutting edge of, of, as different technology parts of the industry may be. But what you see is such a huge movement. It's, it's a generational movement of commerce that's happening online, of a different expectation. I think from a deep perspective, mobile devices transform everything, Mm -hmm. and the view of the consumer today is that every bit of information, uh, details of of knowledge literally fits in the palm of their hand, and that is transformational. John Watermaker, who founded the department store man over a hundred years ago, he said something interesting. He said he knows he's wasting half of his advertising budget, he just doesn't know which half. (laughs) It's different today because with the amount of data and with the amount of analytics that are available, we're able to determine and be a lot more efficient. What would you like to see in the next five years in your ecosystem? I'd like to see the adoption of technologies like data crushers at massive scale. <laughs> Good, that's unplugged there. That's great. <laughs> that, that <was> great. <laughs> I only had 30 seconds. So. Sure. What traits do you look
0: for when you hire someone? Integrity. What and is sense of humor? Sense of humor. <laughs> yes. What is your best selling strategy? The technology speaks for
1: itself. Show, don't tell.
0: What are some tips for balancing work life? I mean, that's great for
1: him. (laughs) Uh, Be very discerning with who you choose to spend your life with and make sure whoever that person or people are have a ton of patience, kindness, and generosity. And as much as you give, that's what you get in return. That's the life side. What about the work side? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was the work side.
0: (laughs) Okay, got it. The most important character in an entrepreneur is honesty. Can you elaborate because you have 20 seconds left?
1: You know, they, they say that the best salespeople can sell ice to Eskimos. You yes. can only do that once, maybe twice. In order to be an entrepreneur and to be a serial entrepreneur and build businesses, track record is everything. Your name is everything, a Shem Tov, and it, there's, that's, that's priceless and can't be bought or sold. It's, it's your personal integrity, your realness, living in the moment and just doing it with joy. James, now is your moment.
0: You want to become a legend. You want to leave your legacy for the future. Uh, you have about, let's say, 30 seconds to a minute to give some expert advice in something that you feel you are the expert.
1: I am a, I am a father of nine children, so I don't know <laughs> if we could talk about that expertise. Sure. <laughs> uh, it's A life worth living is based on giving. And to be able to give without any any expectation of something in return creates a world that is one that I wanna live in. And it's one that's based on being rational and using logic and using gentleness like what we said a little bit earlier. Uh, To any entrepreneur, it's about being real and owning it in that sense. I hate to use that kind of terminology, but when, when you're out there, it's you out there. Don't hide behind the brands or the names or the technology. It's really you. And the more of you that you put out there, the more joy and the more success, real success in life, the important kinds of success you'll have.
0: Well, what a beautiful way to end the show. So thank you very Good much. Shots. <laughs> thank you very much for being on the show today. Thank you very much, everybody who stayed all the way till the end of this video. Have a great day.